Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I saw a tweet from one of our listeners today who said they had just ordered a bunch of K-Cups at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, so they were awesome, and the service and the shipping were super quick. And we wanted to thank you and I, Robbie, for putting them onto it. Hey, we're glad that you got it, and we're glad that you're enjoying it, and you guys can be enjoying it too. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. If you don't live in Starkville or Tupelo, but you want to have a great Strange Brew experience, they will deliver and ship right to your door strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and that includes like i just said those new k-cups that are just continuing to fly off the shelves new year new gear we are coming up close to the start of baseball season when you want to come to duty noble for the first game for the reigning national champions do it in brand new gear from college corner two locations to serve you in the jackson area they're in ridgeland by fleet feet they're in flowwood by the half shell or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com whatever you're looking for maroon and white they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. It is Taco Tuesday at Taco uh, at Humble Taco, which means, you know, I don't know what it means because there's always great tacos at Humble Taco. But head over there tonight, grab a margarita, some chips and salsa, and some awesome tacos. Tomorrow will be Wing Wednesday. They'll be doing brunch all weekend long. It's just such a great place. They've always got great specials, and the food is just second to none. It's like food you've never had before. There's no restaurant like it in Starville or anywhere else that I know of. Humble Taco here at University Drive. They make it easy for you at Firehouse Subs. Does it get any easier than just going under the easy-to-operate Firehouse Subs app? Then you walk into the restaurant, say, hey, my name is Stan, Joe, Slim Shady. It could be that. I don't, I don't know. You know, Eminem eats sandwiches. I'm sure he does. And it's just as simple as that. You walk in, you walk out, you've got lunch. And it's a great lunch. It's a great sandwich. Don't forget, the other thing I'm great about Firehouse Subs, don't forget, they benefit firemen across this country. Every time you make a purchase at Firehouse Sub, money goes to support our local fire department. So that's a great cause in and of itself, but it's also great because you're getting a delicious sandwich. Download the Firehouse Subs app today. Locations in Starkville, Columbus, Oxford, Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. Robbie Falk, the football gods hurt us. I said yesterday, I was like, I want to talk some football, but I don't know what to do. Thank you, Mississippi State. You, you, you heard us and put out some news for us on this uh, Monday as we're recording. A not just, you know, and not just hiring a new receivers coach. This is a pretty dramatic reshuffle of the deck of the MSU coaching staff. Let's sort of go through it here. Obviously, the new face is Drew Hollingshead. If you've been paying attention uh, on, on 24-7, this has been being reported by our good friend Steve Robertson for a few weeks now uh, that this was likely to be the case. Uh, and then from there, some new faces or some old faces in new places. Uh, so he takes over that inside receiver spot. Jason Washington moves 
from safeties to running backs. That's the, probably the biggest move and the most we'll, one we'll talk about the most here. Eric, <clears throat> Eric Melee wrote goals from running backs to special teams. Matt Brock loses special teams to simply be the linebackers coach. They take linebackers off of our net and take him down to safeties to uh, cover where uh, Washington has gone to offense. So some reshuffling here. Let's start with Hollingshead. This is sim- it looks to me like a pretty simple case of, of Mike Leach doing what he's done his entire career, and that's working from within his own coaching tree. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with promoting Hollingshead, honestly. I don't understand all these moves. I, I really don't. I, I'm trying to find, um, you know, well, the sense here. I was hoping you understood them so that you could explain them to me, but I guess we'll have to. No, I don't. We're all in the same boat here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw Leach explain the 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 moves with uh, Joe Coleman, I think, mm-hmm. uh, earlier. I, I know him, I think. Yes. I, I still don't understand. Um, we, we talked about Chad Bumpfus, and um, as you and I both know, he was a candidate to be an assistant coach for Mississippi State. And from what we understand, it, it was not at the inside receiver's position. Mm-hmm. My, I guess my question is, why not just promote Hollingshead to running backs coach? Yeah. Make Bumpfus the inside receiver's coach, and then – kind of restructure a few other things if you're wanting to do that. Right. Um, and if you don't – if you're not concerned <laughs> – if, you, if you're concerned with bump, bump this coaching inside receivers, how are you not concerned with Jason Washington coming from another side of the ball coaching the running backs? He's never coached offense in his career. I mean – and here, here's the thing. I, I mentioned this on the board earlier too. I think if you're a good coach – you can make a move to different positions, even different sides of the ball, and and be able to teach that position. We've seen it before. This is not anything that's completely uncommon. It doesn't happen a whole lot uh, on the collegiate level where you're moving from one side of the ball to the other side, but it does happen. Um, I haven't seen it a whole lot here at Mississippi State, uh, but it's just I'm just struggling to make sense of why – all these moves are happening. Why is Jason Washington coming the other side of the ball? Uh, why is why was Chad Bumpus not uh, a, a real a, a real possibility at inside receivers? But he was at running backs. I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. And I think I think Hollingshead was working with quarterbacks. Yes. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, so he seemingly I think could have coached running backs <laughs> if you wanted him to there. So I, I just don't. I'm struggling to to see how all this makes sense right now, but you know, Mike Leach has been doing this for a long time. He is way smarter than I am. I'm not going to begin to say what he's done is is ignorant or dumb or anything like that. Uh, but I just don't I just don't know the reasoning. I, I don't understand. Uh, I'm I'm talking as someone that just I don't I don't understand. I don't right. I don't get it. Right. And that's, you know, that's all, you know, those of us on the outside of this can do is sort of look at what happened and go, I don't get it. Um, because, it, yeah, the, the simple move, it seems, would have been move uh, Hollingshead to running backs or, or let, I'm sorry, let, you could have just hired him to do, you know, uh, running backs, hired Bumpus to hook up to the inside receivers, which is the job that he wanted. 
And then you could still do everything else you just did. You just don't have to move Washington to a position he's never coached before. So it just felt like the Bumpfus thing was just a slam dunk. It did. It did. It felt like an and, easy solution that everybody would have rallied around. And listen, I, you know, everybody that has worked with Drew Hollingshead thinks he's awesome. And I, I do not doubt one iota that he is going to be a good assistant coach for Mike Leach. And I think he's going to be a great teacher of the game, too. And he's been working very hard on the recruiting trail from everything I've seen. I'm just saying, if, we're, if, if they were going to make that move with the running backs and, and you're willing to put Chad Bumpus there, why, why would you not be willing to put Drew Hollingshead there? Right. And include Bumpus as well. I right. think that you gives you the that. Yeah. I think that gives you the best of everything. Mike Leach mm-hmm. gets to promote his guy. Mm-hmm. You bring in Chad Bumpus, who all the fans uh, are really excited about. And who gives you and something he's worth got talking to, about. He would work. He yeah. would absolutely work at Mississippi State. Um, so I just, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think it's going to be something that crumbles the program mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a, it's moving a piece, um, of an assistant coach around and uh, it's, it is what it is, but it just, you know, on the surface, it all seems like it could have been much more easier just to insert Bumpus into that inside receivers role, keep Jason Washington and maybe, Maybe uh, Leach doesn't want Jason Washington on defense. I, I don't know. I, uh, look, 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 well, let's let's talk about that then, because that doesn't make any sense to me. If, if you're sol- if you don't want him coaching the defense, why would you move him to a position where he's never coached before? I don't know. At that point, I understand <laughs> I, he's, I, a, I'm he's struggling a, to make sense. Well, he's a plus recruiter, so obviously you want him on staff. You want him to be recruiting for you, but I I, I just don't. There's a lot here I don't get. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that I'm not seeing here. We should also mention that a couple of of titles were handed out today. Mason Miller now the run game coordinator for Mississippi State, which should be a very uh, enthralling job coming up with those six plays a game. And then Steve Spurrier has a much busier job. He is a passing. He is the passing game coordinator uh, for Mississippi State. The move to Washington is the one that's the most confusing for Washington because. You're moving a, a guy to a position that he's never coached before. <clears throat> and and, and I, I don't really understand that. It, it, well, I guess basically what they're saying is, and this is the, the from my conversations with Chad Bumpus, which I had some, that this position, they just wanted to plug somebody in who was a good recruiter because the running backs kind of take care of themselves in an air raid situation, in an air raid offense. You know, you're not, there's just not that much to coach, right? There's run out in the flat. Turn that into a wheel if you if you need to. I mean, what what else is there for these guys? There's you know we're going to hand the ball off to you straight up the middle. There's not a lot of of of, of you know deception and and chicanery going on with the running game. So I get that. The interesting thing to me is Eric Melay going to special teams. You know we we saw last year special teams was a disaster for Mississippi State. There's no other way to describe it. It was really really bad. So we'll get you get a new fresh face there. Um. Brock gets to stay on. Brock's another guy that they like on staff because he's a good because he's a good recruiter. Arnett goes to safeties. Safety play has been a little bit of an issue these past couple of years, so I can understand maybe wanting to make a change there. Uh, and Arnett going there, you know, I have a lot of faith in, in Zach Arnett and his coaching abilities. So I don't really mind all of the reshuffling on defense. I don't mind Melee getting special teams because I, I think they needed to do something different there. 
But I am perplexed by the decision to not hire Chad Bumpus and the or you know Jacob Peeler's name came up early in the process. I feel like he would have been another slam dunk hire, a guy who is from Mississippi, has recruited in Mississippi, and knows that playbook. And the decision to move Washington over to offense, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. My for for me, but and I'm not. I want to make it clear to the end zone eleven, my brethren. I'm not saying hashtag trust the coaches here. I'm just Brother, saying, hey, Dad. At some point, you do pay a guy five million dollars a year. You know, either his decisions will pan out or they won't. And if they don't, you'll find a new guy to pay five million dollars a year to. But if they the do, thing, you move on. The only thing I'll say about Leach is he probably has the second most impressive coaching tree of anybody in the country mm-hmm. by Nick Saban. Right, obviously. So, I mean, in, in that sense, you do trust him a little more, at least with personnel decisions uh, and staffing decisions. He seems to have a good eye for coaching talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that he had, I think he really likes Drew Hollingshead. He sees something in Drew Hollingshead that, it, that he really likes. He brought him over from Washington State. In two years, he's promoted to uh, assistant coach on this team. And I kind when when I saw that first when I saw that first report that he was a that he was a candidate for the job, I knew immediately that he was going to be the guy that got that job. I mean, I just Bumpus made a lot of sense, but with with Mike Leach and what we've seen with his track record promoting coaches, I mean, look at some of the guys that were quality control coaches. I think Lincoln Riley was a quality control guy, wasn't he? Or an analyst or something like, or that. like that. Dana yeah, Holgerson, sure. maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys, these guys that are head coaches now at Power Five programs, they started out in the same role that Drew Hollingshead did. So, I mean, I, I kind of trust that. It's just the the Washington thing that that's really kind of got me, like yeah. you said, perplexed. And um, you know, I I do like the the fact that he has one person doing special teams now, Eric Malay. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's great. Have one person to focus on that, and that's their only job. Um, <clears throat> and then you 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 allow uh, to Matt Brock to focus just on one thing because he's a good, he's been a really good recruiter. I thought he's done pretty good in the past in special teams. This just was not a very good year, and I don't blame all of that on him. But uh, now you have just one job for the special teams coach, and I think that's a that's a good decision. Everything everything else makes. Pretty good sense. I mean, the defense, I think that makes sense uh, for the most part outside of Washington leaving that side of the ball. But there's one there's one other thing that's a little confusing, and that's the timing of all this. If you're just going to promote from within, and it feels like like you, I agree with you, that that was probably the plan the whole way. They gave Bumpus the courtesy interview because he was an alum. But why wait until this late in the process to make all this official? You're two days well, away from some... the, the, the other signing day. You know, there was a lot of talk about A.J. Allen possibly ending up in this class. He's being recruited by Eric Malay, and now all of a sudden, oh, I'm not your position coach anymore. Well, I, I'm sure that this stuff was already – and this stuff was pretty much already in place. Mm-hmm. It was just the, the announcement side of things was just probably – odd. odd. It is odd, but, you know, sometimes these announcements are, are delayed or, you know, they're waiting for – you know, official paperwork or something. I don't know. I mean, Hollingshead had to sign a contract or something. I don't know. 
I'm trying to make sense of sense of all this. It's just very strange. The whole thing's strange. I mean, they, almost the entire staff was shuffled around. Um, so I, I, I just don't. And, and the titles for uh, Spurrier and and Mason Miller that seems like strictly just a yeah, just a little opportunity to get a, a pay bump. Got those guys are not going to be calling plays. So, I don't think. Yeah, Spurrier and Miller are the only two offensive coaches in the same spot. And defensively, Phelps, McBath, and Hughes, the only defensive coaches in the same spot. I guess kind of Brock, but, I mean, he did pick up another spot. So Yeah. He's coaching just linebackers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, yep. very interesting, just to, to say the least. Just, just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, there's, there's also a part of me, Robbie, that feels like we're way overanalyzing this. This is just, you know. Yeah. Guys, a, a position coach, you know, what, what are we worried about? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we do that a lot, though. I mean, we, yeah. we make a lot of there, – there, there's a lot of things made about assistant coaches. and I don't think that these players are going to be taught that much differently. I don't think that's going to be a big issue. The mm-hmm. big thing is just getting recruiters on your staff, mm-hmm. making sure you have good recruiters. Yeah. It remains to be seen on Hollings Head just because he hasn't done a ton of it. He hadn't gone on the road a whole lot, but he's been out there uh, hitting the ground running. He seems to be uh, a pretty energetic guy on Twitter and things like that. So, I mean, maybe maybe he could uh, be kind of a, a hidden gem on the staff. Yeah. One other uh, bit of football news that I, I saw here on a message board. Uh, Mississippi State has added ULM to the 2026 football schedule. That's a uh, one-off game coming here September 5th, 2026. $1.45 million guarantee for the Warhawks in that one. I am. Ex- I know Neil McCready is stoked that his alma mater is going to take on his the hated Mississippi State Bulldogs. But he can why finally I'm, openly cheer against Mississippi State. He's never done that before. Uh-huh. But why I find this interesting is this for the 2026 season, right? State already has four non-conference games scheduled for that season. They're scheduled to have uh, – they'll be on the road and Minneapolis, Minnesota, take wow. on the Golden Gophers that year. They have Troy at home on September the 19th. And then the final line conference game is the week before the Egg Bowl against Tennessee Tech. 2026 is the year. By that time, Texas and Oklahoma should be in, should be in the SEC. So this is a, a you know – State putting this game in, you know, is interesting to me because you would think if they thought there's going to be nine games, nine conference games, and they'd have to pay a buyout to somebody, they wouldn't have scheduled this game. Maybe the maybe ULM is going to be in the SEC. <laughs> Damn it. Don't. Don't. Uh, so it's interesting, though. Like, the thought either – we're getting a message here that it's still going to be eight conference games, even when Texas and Oklahoma come in, or somebody didn't think far enough down the road here. Those are the only two options. Uh, I doubt that they would um, do that. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're covering all their bases. Is there somebody you think that's that is backed out or well, something like that? I mean, you could probably the, the one with Tennessee Tech. That's a that's a an FBI, an FCS school. Chances are the buyout for that game is probably like a half mil. So it's not a whole ton. It's not a whole ton. So, I mean, you can pay that off and it wouldn't be that bad. But it's interesting. 
it's interesting. It, it, it would make zero sense if, if you had any inclination from the conference that you were going to go to nine conference games in 2020 when, the, when Texas and Oklahoma get in, it would make zero sense to schedule this game. Yeah. Unless the conference has said, we're going to nine and you can't schedule FCS anymore, which I don't think will be the case. So These, these, conf- these games, like five, six years out, are just – they just kind of – I just laugh. What's I know you have to. I know you have to get the contracts and all that stuff. But yeah, but last year or two years like ago, Mississippi State schedules a a home and home with TCU in twenty forty three. What if State's okay. heard this I mean, uh, scheduled out home game right now? Let's see if I can I can get it here. So Mississippi like 20, State twenty twenty eight or something. No, in State is scheduled to go to Washington State in twenty thirty one. So nine years from now. They will go to the Palouse. I'll go to that game if I'm still alive, uh, which is a real concern. I won't lie to you. Um, you think so you're going to yeah. die sometime soon? Probably that's nine years from now. I'll be 55. I could be you dead. a revelation? I'm just saying. You never know. So I hope not. I, I, look, I hope not, too. I don't want to go. I'm just saying it's possible. So anyway, and State right now, looking ahead on schedules, State has got four non-conference opponents next year, 23, 24, 25, 26. They have three for 27, two for 28, 29, and 30, and one for 31. So we'll see Uh, how it all goes. It's it's hard to get excited about those games that are five, six years down the road. It doesn't make sense how basketball and baseball every year just do it one year at a time. Yeah. And football. And my daughter, like I started thinking about that. The, my first thought when I when I see something like that is mm-hmm. my daughter is going to be X years old, and that's scary. Now you got me thinking. So in twenty thirty one, right? That's nine years from now. I mean, one of your daughters is going to be married. Should have be married by then. Yeah, I mean, my oldest would be twenty five at that point. There's a good chance she'd be married. Golly, twenty nine. It'd be twenty nine and twenty two. Jeez. Wow. Don't like that. Don't like that. That's three years younger than me right now, 29. I'm 32 years old. Just go to hell. I don't want to hear any more from this. Let's move on into the second half of the show. We can't get, we can't get far away from this topic now. Jeez Louise. Um, our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council, they don't want you too far away from a steak. You're looking to grill out this weekend, steaks, burgers, brisket, tri-tip, whatever it is you're looking for. There's so many great cuts of beef in your butcher's case. And if you don't have a local butcher, Local grocery store, I don't know what to tell you, man. Go find a cow and take care of that business yourself because you want to eat beef. It's good for you, and, of course, it is delicious. And whenever you buy beef at the grocery store, man, you are supporting 15,000 your fellow Mississippians who are their Mississippi beef providers and producers. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food when you're looking for a great meal and a great time two brothers is the place to go i say it all the time when people ask me brian where should i go eat when i'm in starkville i'm always telling them to head to two brothers and check it out i'm telling them to get some smoked wings tell them to get some tacos tell them to get the big porker get it all and enjoy yourself at two brothers smoked meats this is how easy it is with advantage business systems buy their great products and then get outstanding customer service. I think if I could tell you, guarantee you that from every business you frequent, you would go there. Well, I can guarantee it with Advantage Business Systems. A wide selection of every kind of product your business needs. Copiers, printers, 
mailing and information systems, computers, software, whatever it is you got there, they can help you take care of it. And then when the sale is made, it's not just a 1-800 number and a call center and a, we can be there in seven to 10 business days. No, it's a Mississippi number, 601 area code, old school. And it's the kind of service that they're talking about. We'll be there today and we'll fix it today. And we'll get you back up and running as quickly as we can. That's the kind of service you're getting when you talk, talk to Advantage Business Systems. So call them today and put them to work for you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Mississippi State, South Carolina tonight at the Humphrey Coliseum. No, we haven't used this term yet. We haven't used it yet. We're using it tonight. This is a must win for Mississippi State. They cannot afford a loss to South Carolina if they want to remain in the discussion for the NCAA tournament. Agree or disagree? Agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, I just... We, we, we've, we've mentioned it ad nauseum just about every single show that, that time is kind of running out for this team. We've, we've kind of set the stage of the games that they can't afford to lose and the ones that they can't. This is one of those that they can't afford to lose. And I get it. You know, I, I, I saw what Ben Hallen said uh, at his press conference that this is, a, uh, this is a dangerous game for Mississippi State, and it is. I, I think – I don't think South Carolina is a terrible basketball team. I think they're a team that can come into the hump and beat Mississippi State. And they've given State fits at mm-hmm. times over the last few years. And this is a team playing really well right now. They Georgia is not a good team, but they, they handled them pretty easily, 17 points. They beat Vanderbilt the other day. They beat Texas A&M on the road. That's a Texas A&M team that, that started the conference slate really well. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is absolutely a dangerous game for Mississippi State. But there's no excuses. I mean, you have to come out and win this game against South Carolina if you want to stay in the discussion. You lose this ball game, you're out. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to go on a major run to get in the NCAA tournament, and nobody has faith that they're going to do that. Well, so, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, if you, you lose to this team, why would I think you're going to be able to beat Arkansas, LSU, you know, Alabama, teams like that, right? You can't, it, It's just, you know – it's transitive property, and as much as I know that doesn't exist in sports, that's the, it's the only way to look at it sometimes. Yeah. And like you just said, this South Carolina team, they're not great. You know, they shoot 43% from the field, 33%. I am looking at the 2021-22 stats, by the way. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, 33% from behind the arc. They're only a 64% free-throw shooting team. Not very good there. Out-rebounding their opponents by just four a game. They average 72 a game and give up 67. So all of their games are pretty close. Eric Stevenson's their leading uh, scorer on the year. Started every game for the Gamecocks, 11.5 points per game. Uh, 10.7 points, 10.3 points from James Reese and Jermaine Kuz- I'm going to assume it's Cuisinard. Uh, they will be without Tequan Woodley in this game, but he is not much of a contributor, only 12 minutes a game. So a guy off the bench for them, but he's not a, a big stat guy. What about Wildens Levesque? Any relation to Paul Levesque? Is it's got to be. It's got to be right. Be. Yes, oh, we got. I got. I'm going to look him up. <laughs> well, well, no. I'll, Triple H's face is so. Uh, well, here we go. One of them is a different color than the other one, Brian. So I doubt they're they're related. You, you're probably right, but you know what? He's from Brockton, Massachusetts. That's up near <laughs> Triple H way. Triple H. Where's Triple H from? 
Originally. Uh, he's from that area. He's from Connecticut, I believe. Let's see. So he's from New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire. Okay. So he's up that, yeah. A lot of Levesque's up there in, uh, in New England, evidently. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, they don't, they don't look the same. They don't look the same. But and he's six. He's six ten. I think Triple H might be about six three. Six, six four, four is what he's listed at. So also, but, uh, there's, a, there's an S in Levesque for Triple H, and there's not one for uh, Wilden's Levesque. Well, that's disappointing. That being said, but, I, if South Carolina does a zoom, I may I may request him. To yeah, see if we can find out. Anything. He's averaging six points and I think close to five rebounds a game. So I don't, I don't think yeah. we're going to see anything. I don't well, know. He, this he might be, be the wrap. Up. <laughs> he, could be, he could be the uh, Matthew Morell of this team. We don't. We don't. He know. doesn't have any three-point field goal per, uh, shots this year. So perfect. I think they're okay, but you know we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's he's going to go for twenty-six and sixteen. I can already feel it coming. <laughs> State has to win this this basketball game. They uh, they could really go for a two and zero week, Robbie. And I know winning at Arkansas is going to be tough. Arkansas is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. A two and zero week would put this team squarely. Back in the tournament discussion, probably into the uh, probably into the bracket at that point at two and zero if they could get there. They, yeah. They have, but one and one, you know what's funny, and it's sort of the same thing we had talked about a week ago or a couple weeks ago with Florida and Ole Miss, right? You can go one and one. The one has to be the bad team. It doesn't help you if you lose to South Carolina and beat Arkansas. It cancels each other out. You've got to beat South Carolina. State has to win. This is the first, in my opinion, this is the first must win game of the season yep it's, it's a big one for mississippi state it's at home they played really well at home uh this year and really under Hallen, they've been a really good home team um so i you know i've got state winning this ball game but yeah. i i don't know if it's going to be easy i mean it never really is easy with this team so i wouldn't expect it i feel like it's a game state ends up winning by like 10 but it's because they hit some free throws at the end to sort of push out like a six-point lead or something like that. Yeah. So I, state, state wins the game. I don't know what the spread is off the top of my head. I'm not going to look it up because I'm not gambling on this, but I think State wins between eight and ten points. But I do agree that for most of the game, it will be some. It will be back and forth. It's because you know that's how State's played all year. You know they they haven't. Who have they blown out other than Ole Miss? And that was in the second half. State in the first half, that game was very much back and forth. So the Arkansas game was was a. That was pretty clean, especially in the second half. Yeah. And I thought they played pretty well in that one. They, that was pretty much never in doubt. They played uh, well in that in game, but that, we also know that that was a, you know, uh, a handicapped Arkansas team missing some of its best players. Now, that they're, yeah, that game's we're going to get tough. a real vision of Arkansas on Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be tough. And they're they're playing some of their best basketball right now. I mean, that's – but this is what you've this is what you've done to yourself. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you're leaving yourself no room for error here down the stretch. Absolutely right. Well, we'll, we'll go from that into some good news for women's basketball. Oh wait, there's never any good news for women's basketball. It's always bad news. Even Danae, when they won, even when they won on Sunday, it was bad news. Bad news. Danae Carter out for the season, tears an ACL. Robbie, what does this do to this roster? She was really like the last remaining post threat for the Bulldogs, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's not good. It's just not good at all. I mean it's just it's so frustrating to to watch this uh kind of unfold for Mississippi State. I mean they just can't catch a break. They finally seem to be playing their best basketball. They got good team chemistry. 
everybody's playing hard on both ends. Um, they've been in full control in the last two ball games and looking like a team that's trying to make a push for the NCAA tournament. And then this happens in the middle of a ball game that you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Um, and so it's, you know, State's definitely handicapped already in the post. Now with Danae Carter out, you're really handicapped. She was smaller than just about everybody that she was going up against in the post. But the thing that she did is her arms are so long, she disrupted shots in some form or fashion uh, more often than not. And there's just there's nobody with that kind of athletic ability that's about to step in for Mississippi State. You haven't seen enough from Charlotte Cole and you haven't seen enough from Raven Farley to feel really good about your post presence. Now, those two players are, are significantly taller than Danae. And they do add something that Mississippi State hasn't had, and that's size in the post. But they're going to have to make a big jump quick for State to to really be able to stay on track here. And we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. They have a game that's very winnable against Auburn on, on Thursday. Auburn has shown the ability to to fight, and uh, they got a big win against Tennessee. But they haven't been very good. Um, that's a, that's a roster that's just not there yet for for Johnny Harris and. That's a game that's winnable for Mississippi State, but they're running out of they're running out of um, players. I mean, they're down to yeah. eight players here. Any kind of foul trouble, you're in big time trouble in a ball game. Yeah, I agree. Going to be interesting if Doug Novak continues to win with this roster and the way that it is. Not only is he going to get serious consideration for the Mississippi State permanent job, get serious consideration for SEC Coach of the Year uh, at that point. So. We'll see. I mean, they need the what, what's the what's the thing um, the guy slaps on uh, the water leak to stop it from leaking. Oh, what's the, it called? The oh, thing on the boat and yeah, I know exactly what it is. Man's, I, I got to Google here. Man slaps thing on boat. <laughs> boat. Man slaps thing on boat. What's it called? Oh, great. Anyway, I got, I got to know of, at this point. I got to know. They need that product because right now they have a Band-Aid over one of those holes, uh-huh. and that's not going to do the trick. I can't. I can't find it. I can't find it. It's. 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 That's bothering me. It's, oh, a, man, it's one of those like Billy Mays things, you know. Ah, Billy Mays Hayes here with another fantastic product. I, I, that 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 is really annoying that I can't just find it. Yeah, I, I'm annoyed by that as well now. Here, is this it? Please be it. Please be it. Flex Seal. Yeah. Flex Seal, baby. I had to know. I had to know what it was. I'm glad we. I'm glad we got. Through. We were. We were not going to stop the show. No. Could have been two that. hours long. I, and I, I didn't want 20 tweets tomorrow mm-hmm. about well, we it got. everybody else went and Googled it, you know. So I'm, I'm glad we got that figured out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. All right. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings, uh, as you know. So if you'll fire off that tweet, Robbie, we'll get some questions in. And we will answer. we're going to record early uh, tomorrow or, or today as you're listening. In fact, might be as you're listening. Very early. I think we're going to we're start at like 830. So if your questions aren't in by like 10 a.m., Probably not going to get through to us. So this is a, this is the 
this has got to be the earliest we've ever gone. It's just the way it is with this. With the you know, the, we got ap- for the afternoon. I have something going on, and then tomorrow, uh, some interesting stuff to be watching out for. We have uh, MSU baseball media day, so we're going to talk with Coach Lamonis and some of the players tomorrow at Duty Noble Field. I'm really excited about that. Real in-person interviews at Duty Noble, um, and then. We will, uh, after that, I'll be on the show, and then we have the basketball game. So it's just, I don't want to record late, basically. That's what we're saying. So, Me neither. Let's do an early show. Get your questions in now. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Talk Mississippi Media Production.